0: Howdy. How's it going, guys? Uh, we're hitting up episode two of Mountain Wisdom oh, boy. with your good friends. I'm Josh. And I'm Sean. And so uh, today we are going to be tackling one of Josh's uh, topics that he wanted to kind of go over.
1: Oh, yeah. So I feel like this one's very much coming from what I've been hearing a lot of in church lately. So I'm interested in, in talking about it and sort of presenting what I've been learning. Uh, and also just, I don't know, giving me an opportunity to go over it yet again. Awesome. Just get it drilled in.
0: Yeah, so, uh, what... Before we get into it, how about we talk about what's going on in our lives? Oh, sure. Just so we can give a big update. Nice. Uh, because we might not be able to see everybody that's listening to this podcast all the time. So, um, what's new and good with you?
1: Oh, man. Uh. So... I've been starting to try, and Carrie very much helped me with that, um, starting to try to make my schedule more consistent. Sure. So working from home, I'm very bad at, like, sitting down and, like, working consistently through a normal nine-to-five. I normally, like, like okay, I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to make up an hour later this evening, and or I'm, I'm going to save some time for this weekend and, and cut out early. So I'm trying to work a normal nine-to-five instead of, like, a, a nine-to-four, and then a six thrown in
0: there, and then, like... a two on the weekends and which for you being somebody that likes order is nice that you have a nine to five that you constantly just want to do yeah so it's it's interesting that I haven't done that yet yeah yeah for me what you have right now sounds like the dream (laughs) (laughs) no but that's good man I'm glad um is there anything that we could have people kind of praying for you about or
1: um yeah so uh just I'm working on just a couple different mental health things. So just prayer that that would go well.
0: Yeah, so everything that Josh says in this podcast is now Nolan void. And right, I'm, I'm
1: probably nuts.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding, but good, man. I'm glad that you you're... might be kidding. <laughs> I'm glad that you're taking steps to to go alongside and kind of fix that stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I'll definitely be praying for you. And Thank you. I hope that the people that are listening to this will... As well, nice. So. Now,
1: give me the dirt on your life. What's yeah,
0: up? yeah. So it's the sticky, sticky bad stuff that's going on in my life. No, um, yeah, things are going pretty well for me. Um, I've got a lot more free time right now uh, nice. because of my job. Uh, my new job is just giving me a lot more opportunities to, I think, serve people well and to to help do things well. Uh, it's also just helping me to get my life in order a lot. Uh, good deal because I hate to say that my wonderful now in order schedule is helping me but um, <laughs> it's just the way it is you know it's it's working out really well
1: so so the order is better than the chaos yeah
0: apparently <laughs> apparently but no it's good i'm I'm enjoying life I'm learning my position well I think I'm getting better at it nice I'll, I actually know what I'm doing now so. oh good. Yeah, it's pretty... It's
1: always nice to like know what you're doing when you're working. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Like crazy. Um you could probably be praying for me in the sense that I'm um with with all this new free time, mm-hmm. it offers up a lot of time for me to just be distracted and just zone out. Uh, gotcha. I want to be trying to use that time wisely, I guess. So. Sounds good. Yeah, but speaking of wise things and doing things wisely. Oh yeah. What uh, do you bring to the table for us to discuss today?
1: Oh man. So, in church recently, we've been we've been going into First Corinthians, and near the beginning of First Corinthians, uh, we'll be we'll be reading it later. I have it copied in there. Um, it, it talks about wisdom and the difference between man's wisdom and God's wisdom, which is a really fun
0: concept. You're it, telling me that there is a difference between. Worldly wisdom and godly wisdom.
1: Yeah. And Sorry. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> no, I think we both
0: agree on that. Um, but I think I think some people are very confused on that though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Maybe even maybe even some Christians that haven't really had the time to dive into the scripture about wisdom and whatnot. But right. I think uh, I think oftentimes we could say that we are just as wise as God and by claiming that become fools ourselves. Right. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, so uh, let's dive into it, man.
1: Oh man, so so let's let's start off with, uh, and and the outline has bullet points, so don't cheat, Sean. But
0: uh, I'll try my best.
1: <laughs> but w- like when you think of the word wisdom, like what what comes to mind?
0: The love guru.
1: Okay, I've never seen it. No, I'll, I'll take your word for it. It's pretty
0: much um, <laughs> one of the points we have here is the Dalai Lama, but uh, the love guru is like a funny take on like like. Eastern, like, philosophizing, like, Dalai Lama kind of people. Gotcha. Like, the, the whole, like, if you be, reach this spiritual enlightenment, then, like, everything will fall into place, and, mm. you know. Um, but it's also a really bad movie, and I don't recommend watching it. It's really sexually immoral, but gotcha. it's also really, really funny. <laughs> so, take your stance wherever you do. But mm-hmm. um, It's Sean semi-approved. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's uh it's that's kind of what comes to my mind is is that eastern kind of thinking of like gotcha. Oh man, like I just need to meditate. Um, even to an extent like yoga, I guess. If, mm-hmm. For the people that take it like mega mega seriously and mm-hmm. like this is cleansing my mind and helping me to reach, you know whatever Nirvana. Yeah, nirvana, yeah. that's the word.
1: And I, I think there's definitely benefit to meditation, yeah. but you're right in that a lot of people view it as like like this is how i get there this is how i reach transcendence this is how i go above and beyond the the normal everyday living of the rest of mankind
0: right and like i'm not i'm not sure that's the way it works right <laughs> you know and that's bec- i say i'm not sure i'm sure that it is not the way that it works right oh. <laughs> yeah. and
1: another fun uh uh Riff on the common worldly wisdom that I thought of before we were before we were recording this is uh if anyone 's seen the Trojan Man commercials, you see this this wise man that 's talking about sex, and uh I mean it 's very clearly meant to satire, but I think it sort of embodies what people think of when they think of wisdom. they think of a gong ringing in some room and some guy that just has all the answers,
0: yeah, about wearing condoms right <laughs> you, know, and that 's all he knows. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Um, no, but like I think I think that's fair. I think that's that is what a lot of people would think
1: mm-hmm. um, and I mean, in a sense, application of knowledge is what wisdom is sure uh but what's what's interesting is uh the way that application comes about
0: okay um something else that you put on here, I didn't have a huge chance to kind of look through here, so I just want to make sure we're hitting everything as well but like you also talked about philosophers and philosophy. Mm-hmm. So, um, philosophy makes my head hurt. I took, <laughs> I took like three classes in college of philosophy, and I wanted to absolutely die because my head was hurting by the end of every single period. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's cool. It is something fun to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think when we focus on philosophy too much, it's a detriment. Right. right. See, I,
1: I'm of the opinion that some awareness of philosophy is beneficial. Um, not so much for what it has to provide in and of itself, but, I mean, there are a lot of ideas out there, and if I'm talking to someone about their beliefs on the world, it helps to have a little bit of background in different ideas to be able to understand what they're trying to explain to me. Right. That's not to say I'm going to agree with them, but I'm saying like it's good to be able to understand where someone's at when you're talking to them about Worldview or spiritual things.
0: Sure, I think uh, somewhere in Scripture, and I can't think of exactly where it is right now. I want to say it's in First Corinthians, but I'm not super sure. Okay, is uh, Paul Paul says something along the lines of like people are philosophizing almost too much, and then not finding any real wisdom.
1: Mm. Um, I might have included that in the in the doc <laughs> you actually. You
0: may have, but uh, keep going.
1: Anyway. Um, but with philosophy, I mean, the, the whole idea is you've got people that are trying to uh, figure out the entirety of the truth or as much of the truth as they can or establish that there is no truth or come to some conclusion about truth just based on observation, their minds, uh, which considering, I mean, there's, there's this thing that happened back at the beginning of creation. There was something to do with an apple, a tree. You, you know what I'm talking about, Sean?
0: Oh yeah, um, the rotten apple. Snow White ate the apple. Right, right. And then she... (laughs) No, um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about the story of Adam and Eve.
1: Right. Uh, specifically with the fall, the the impact of the fall on our world, on our ability to reason, on everything, uh, it means that my reasoning is not a good source for truth, necessarily.
0: So you're telling me that because we are simple and because sin has entered our lives we have a skewed view of reasoning yeah oh.
1: that was very well put
0: yeah it makes sense I, I would say that makes sense um considering that i i believe that sin is typically more of a twisting of something that is good mm-hmm. you know instead of something that was always and forever bad i mean lust is you know, a perversion twist, of sex, a per, which a perversion is good of sex, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that, that would be my kind of thought on it is that at some point we had to be able to reason well, and reasoning is probably a very, very good thing. Mm-hmm. It is good to reason things out, but when we rely solely on reasoning, I think you might go a little far with it.
1: Mm-hmm. What's, what's interesting is, uh, in the beginning, the the tree that they were forbidden from eating was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Sure. Which implies that before eating that, they didn't have a knowledge of good and evil necessarily. Maybe. Maybe I'm reaching. Uh, I don't know. But with that, I mean, at that point, I like to think that their wisdom was follow God. Yeah. Listen to God and do what he says.
0: I think that's fair. But So, we can look... And think about wisdom all we want. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's talk about some stuff that is not wisdom. Like, what are what are examples of things that just are not wisdom? Because we have a lot of stuff about what Scripture says wisdom is. Mm-hmm. So, what? Let's be very clear on what we believe wisdom is not.
1: I gotcha. So, uh, I mean, really, anytime we're trying to reach and understanding on our own without referring to scripture. Sure. Uh, any conclusions we're drawing without consulting scripture, like, there's there's danger
0: there. Sure. I want to talk specifically about feelings. Oh, boy, yes. Uh, because <laughs> because we've said it in the, in like, last episode about this feels really good, even though it's wrong, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I think feelings are not always wise they can be sometimes it does line up right sometimes we do feel like something is right and it is right Mm -hmm. and sometimes we do feel like something is wise and it is right sometimes it's not right um i had a friend who i've called out before and i don't want to do it over (laughs) a large podcast but uh he was like man i really want to I really want to date this girl. I think it would be really wise for me to move out to Minnesota and start dating her, and probably get married to her in <laughs> a year. And then he quickly realized that he was not into her in like three weeks. And uh, now is this guy you, Sean? No, this is not me. Uh, and now he is married. <laughs> yeah, so it it just kind of works out that way, and it's it's strange how feelings are not always wise. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel good to correct someone right. all the time. We, I might, I personally love correcting people. <laughs> um, no, but like, it's hard to correct people.
1: Mm-hmm. It yeah, is, I mean, from the perspective of worldly wisdom, you would likely think like, okay, mind your own business. Yeah, exactly. stay in your lane.
0: Yeah, and or even to the extent of like, let's let's talk about disciplining someone and saying like, oh man, I really like this guy. I really like Josh, but. He's been doing this thing wrong, and now I have to, you know, correct him in this. And, like, that's hard to do. Like, you don't want to correct someone. You don't want to be like, hey, I just want you to know that you're doing this wrong, and now I have to, like, lessen your position in this organization. <laughs> like, that hurts. That's hard to do. Mm-hmm. But it is the wiser thing to do.
1: Right. Um, As opposed to the World uh, League let-it-be-hands-off yeah, kind of approach. Yeah.
0: Um, You know it's it's hard sometimes and like th- this is actually a really good example and uh you know what? uh people might call me a narc for this but whatever uh some it is narc, like narcotics like no like a tattletale narc <laughs> ah. uh but like it is good sometimes to be the whistleblower when things are going on mm mm-hmm. when you see something wrong going on it's good to be the whistleblower when we see, that's why things have existed so far and like Hollywood and all sorts of other places with, like, sexual abuse and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because nobody was willing to be the whistleblower. Right. now we're seeing the repercussions of that when people are finally coming out years, years, years after that stuff happens. Mm -hmm. um, And everybody's been quiet on it.
1: Yeah. And I I think part of that is also just culture being more restrictive on... Even if people are saying things, not listening. But I,
0: I, I get what you're saying as far as, like... Yeah. I mean I I just think that that's wisdom. Mhm. Turn next time. Yes. So Let's uh now that we've talked a little bit about what wisdom isn't.
1: Oh man, I've got I've as... got one more I want to oh, go add. for it. Go this, for it. This one's Oh my gosh, you hear this in like all the Disney movies or fairy tales and whatever. Following your heart.
0: Dude, you're telling me that I should not just follow Don't my heart.
1: follow your heart, Sean. Why? Oh man, I've got I've got a verse down here. Where is it? In Matthew 15 verses 18 to 20. We've got but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. Uh this is this is ESV by the way for anyone that that's interested. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone.
0: Yeah. And to an extent, um, Jesus is probably talking about like clean food at that point, I think. Yes. It? Yeah. Um, but very much of what he says is one hundred percent true. Yeah. Like what Jesus says is true, we can we can go with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a train of thought we can follow. So when we see him talking about the things that are coming out of the heart, we <laughs> we understand that our hearts are evil, that yes. our hearts are sinful. So When we look at this, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Calvin also has a saying about um, the heart, and it is that the heart is a factory of idols. Mm -hmm. So, we know um, through scripture that idolatry is not a good thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Um, But, idols replace what is supposed to be at the forefront. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, And um, and that's not to put, like, a ton of weight on John Calvin or anything, but it is something that I think is true mm-hmm. and very much aligns with the verse uh, right here in Matthew. Right. So.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of people don't like to think that. Like, they don't like to think that their their natural state is sinful, sure. but it is.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's tough because we like to think that we're good people. Right. Yeah. I like to think that I'm a very good person. Mm-hmm. But then I look back on the stuff that I did throughout the day, and I'm like, I'm a literal garbage bag of human. Right. Yeah.
1: And we've just... I mean, as we're growing spiritually, we're just becoming more and more aware of our downfalls.
0: Right. And we're becoming more and more Mm -hmm. Christ-like, which is turning us from less of a garbage person into a very Jesus person. (laughs) You know? So um, I hope that explains sanctification in some way. (laughs) But, um, so... How do we become wise, Josh? What, what is the first step in being wise? So Proverbs
1: 1.7, and this is King James Version. I'm, I'm switching back and forth between KJV and ESV a little bit. Um, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Uh, and then Proverbs 2.6 in the King James Version says, For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. So, we look at that and it makes a lot of sense based on that scripture to conclude, hey, we got to look at what God's saying.
0: Sure. So, um what what this is kind of speaking out is that fools do not by by definition mm-hmm. do not seek wisdom. They mm-hmm. do not seek knowledge. Right. But the wise do seek knowledge. Mhm. And where does knowledge come from? The Lord. The Lord, specifically in Proverbs one, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, which seems to be somewhat synonymous with wisdom,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, as long as it's talking about, uh, I think, spiritual knowledge, not right. just worldly knowledge. Right. But <clears throat> when we look at that, I think it I think it speaks volumes when we say that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Why? Why should we be afraid of this God that's just loving and caring for us?
1: I think a big part of it is a recognition of His power, His sovereignty. Sure. I mean, at any moment He could take what we have uh, and totally flip it on its head. It doesn't matter if you're in a mansion. If God doesn't want you to be in that mansion, He can burn it down.
0: Thanks, Ray. I mean, I think, I think it is good. I think you clarified it in a really well way. Or a really good way. Not really well way. That's bad. But <laughs> I'm not a grammar guy, so whatever.
1: This is not a grammar podcast. This is
0: not a grammar podcast. This is a wisdom podcast. Mountain wisdom. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <clears throat> so, the thing the thing that we have to think about is, like, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's not the end in- all. The mm-hmm. That's not the, okay, now that I fear the Lord, I'm wise. Right. That's that's the beginning of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we fear the Lord because he is all-powerful, because he's almighty, we can start to learn from him. Mm -hmm. I think there is a sense of fear that should be held for the Lord of the universe. Mm -hmm. There is a sense of fear that should be held for your boss. Right. I mean... Even in some sense, you know, right. like if you work at McDonald's, whatever, like not that I'm slamming people that work at McDonald's, <laughs> but like it's, it is like a, a minimum wage job. It's not like, yeah, whatever. Not like what people would call like, quote unquote adult job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But when we look at it, we say like, okay, you should fear your boss. He has the capacity to fire you. Mm-hmm. And the equivalent of that,
1: I mean, on the flip side, the equivalent of that is (gasps) you need to recognize your boss's authority. Your aim while you're working is to make your boss happy.
0: Yeah, to to an extent. Yes. You are supposed to fear your boss because he has authority over you, Mm -hmm. which is the same reason we should fear God, for he has authority over us. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that's wise, Mm -hmm. you know? Scripture says that that is the beginning of wisdom. Wise, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, I, I just love I love talking about like fearing the Lord because I, if you remember, I did a talk and a lot of it was about fearing the Lord. It was on Malachi, something. Malachi, yeah. But Malachi one, but when we look at when we look into this, we have to say like, fearing the Lord isn't the end all. It's not. The end of it, it is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a great starting place. It is the starting place. Right. If you're
1: trying to become wise, uh, and this is real wisdom, not worldly wisdom. If you're trying to develop real wisdom, but you're not starting with the Lord, then you're not going to find it. Sorry.
0: Exactly. You will find fool's wisdom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is what I'm going to call being a fool. (laughs) (laughs) You know, As Mr. T would say, I pity the fool. But... Uh, So the Lord gives out wisdom as well. So, if we fear the Lord, we will surely listen to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Or we should.
1: You say surely, but we're not going to. Yeah,
0: but we're not going to. (laughs) But we should listen to the Lord. Right. Then we have our sinful nature, which prevents us, but logically speaking, we fear the Lord. We should listen to the Lord, and through listening to the Lord and following His commands, we become... Wise. Wise. Absolutely. So, uh, what else you got for me, Josh? Uh, I mean, with that,
1: there's, and I'm unprepared in this instance, sure. th- there's a verse in, in scripture where, uh, I mean, Solomon asks God for wisdom. Sure. Part of gaining wisdom is asking for it. Sure.
0: I think, I think that's very true. I think we have to be seeking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also says in Proverbs that lady wisdom is calling out but nobody is listening. Right. Which I think defines our simple nature in a big way. Mm-hmm. But we do need to be seeking wisdom. Mm-hmm. God God says, you know, seek and you will find. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we have to be seeking wisdom. Mm-hmm. It can't be it can't be a passive like all right, wisdom. I'm here, laying on my couch. Come gimme, gimme. Me. Yeah, it it reminds me of the uh, what is it? The there's an E Harmony commercial that that pops up when I'm on. Uh, oh, the, the girl that the, says, "Come uh, find me." Yeah, yeah. She's like, "I'm right here. Come find me." And she's not taking a proactive step <laughs> in finding wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but but I mean that's very true though. Sometimes we do that though. Mm-hmm. We do say. Okay, um God, if you really care about me, you'll come find me. I'm not gonna do anything to look for you though. Like, <laughs> you know? So but but it is sometimes we do become the e harmony girl we go, Come find me mm-hmm. where we should be like, Alright, I'm gonna find you mm-hmm. You know. We should be taking the that lonely man that sees the e Harmony commercial approach and saying, I'm gonna find her <laughs> You know. Not in a weird creepy stalker way, but like but in a way of like, no, I'm gonna go find that. Mm-hmm. I want this. I'm gonna go find you. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what we should be doing. But even Proverbs says that we're just not listening. Mm-hmm. We're not looking for it. So and so, Sean, what's what's a good place to look for wisdom? Oh gosh, uh, I'm glad you asked. Go to any philosopher <laughs> <laughs> on your college campus. No, um, I think I think Proverbs is a really good place to start. Um, but Scripture, Scripture itself is. The way to find wisdom.
1: Right. I mean, there's this book. So, so God created everything. Sure. And he has a collection of 66 writings that are all collected into the book called the Bible. Sure. That are words from him. Yes.
0: Like... More if you're Catholic. <laughs> Sure, no, but sure. <laughs> Even more if you're Mormon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't believe in what the Mormons preach, <laughs> so scratch that. <laughs>
1: but considering that God made everything, everything that was made was made through Jesus, and he has this collection of writings where he's telling us what he wants us to know, you'd think that's probably a good source for wisdom, I think, right? I think it's
0: a great source for wisdom, Um I think knowing where to go in that for wisdom is great Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So, I would say Proverbs is a big one. Mm -hmm. It was written by Solomon. Right. Who got wisdom from the (laughs) Lord. And then, in my opinion, probably did not end out well. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, he did get wisdom and wrote a ton of wisdom down into this book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Which is wisdom. Yeah. Yeah.
1: See, I'm a big fan of Ecclesiastes.
0: Ecclesiastes is also good. Um, I would be prepared to read the entire book if you're reading Ecclesiastes, because you will get a very, very sour taste in your mouth if you don't read the whole book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also very good. It's mm-hmm. very good wisdom. Um, but yeah, I think wisdom, uh, finding wisdom from Scripture is the big point. Mm-hmm. Also not pulling Scripture out of context, that's also... Bad really bad uh when a when we pull scripture out of context we have things like bow down before me and i will give you everything who said that, you that? desire and i'll preach that in front of my congregation and then <laughs> sister mary the 96 year old lady with a fan at church will stand up and go you know lucifer said that <laughs> i'll be like oh gosh that's that's right you're mm-hmm. right mary i'm sorry I didn't read scripture. I was very unwise. Mm -hmm. You know, like pulling scripture out of context to suit your needs is not wisdom. Right. Wisdom is understanding what scripture is saying in In the context context. that it's in. Right. Um, Sometimes it can be really funny to take scripture out of context, but it's also heresy. Right. So you know, pick your poison there. (laughs) But I think uh, (laughs) I digress. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think I think it has to. Has to really, really be, truly what Scripture is saying. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
1: so I wanted to to sort of touch on a couple uh, concrete examples of how the wisdom of the world is in like direct opposition to the wisdom of God. <laughs> and that's not to say you don't listen to the wisdom of God. That's to say you listen to the wisdom of God even though it doesn't make sense because God is sovereign.
0: Yes, it doesn't make sense to us. Right. Yeah. I would agree. I think I think it's it's hard for us to always fully see God's plan. Right. Um I think it's and with rare that, that we ever see God's full plan right. uh, within our sights. Yeah,
1: and I mean that's the nature of sin is we think we know better than God. So we we do what we want to do. You're saying we don't know better than God. I'm I'm saying we don't know better than God, Sean. Good. I agree with that. <laughs> so facts. we can
0: keep doing this podcast facts
1: all right um so the the first example I wanted to talk about uh so in Joshua six the Old Testament uh, you see the the beginning of the Israelites coming and conquering the promised land uh, and they're I mean there there are times where they aren't but but any successful conquest is driven by following the Lord mm-hmm. uh, and in Joshua six specifically they're they're taking Jericho uh it you're familiar with it, with the story, Sean? Yes. So there's a Veggie Tales about it.
0: There, that's the only reason I know. There the story. is a Veggie Tales. Not about that it. I've read scripture, right? <laughs> not wise. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes, I, I do know of the Veggie Tales. I also do know of the the real story in the Bible. Yes. Good
1: deal. Okay. Um, so in that story, uh, they're see it, it's see John Jericho, but what's interesting is they're not coming at it with spears and like hammering on the walls or anything. They're marching in circles around it.
0: Right. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Uh, a, a city does not get dizzy. Well, <laughs> you know? Right. I, it's it's one thing if you're playing Ultimate Frisbee and you're just running circles around people um, to try to distract them, which is all I did when I played Ultimate <laughs> Frisbee. But it's another thing when you're trying to seize a city and... You're just walking in circles around it. That sounds like absolute nonsense. Right. I
1: mean, to their credit, they're also carrying the ark. They're blowing horns. Um, but they're not attacking the city.
0: Sure. In the direct sense. But in the other sense of it, the people of Jericho <laughs> are looking at these these Jews or Israelites, however we want to call them. It's the same people. Right. Um, just walking around their city saying... Yeah, you know, we're gonna destroy. <laughs> and I, I think, to me, if I was to see that, you know, that sounds like absolute nonsense, right? You know, even if they are carrying this box that they say uh, their God lives in, mm-hmm. yeah. That speaking purely from from like the the Jericho standpoint, right? I, you know,
1: right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if 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 the commander in chief. Of the U.S. military would would tell the army, "Hey, I want you to go and walk around this town where there are terrorists hiding. Just walk in circles around it." Um,
0: yeah, that's probably not happening, right? <laughs> you know, that there would be, it might happen. Uh, I guess I don't know how military stuff works, but like, I I guess if they did it, I don't think they would be very happy about it. I right. think they would be grumbling the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so even though this sounds like an absolutely idiotic idea. What, Agreed. What happens?
1: So after, uh, is it after six days? So on the seventh day? Uh, I hope I'm not wrong here. I think it's on the seventh day. So each day building up to that, they walk around at once with the horns blowing. Sure. Uh, the seventh day, they walk around at seven times. At the end of the seventh day, Loop around Jericho all of the the I don't know if it's all of the Israelites or all of the Israelites gathered there they shout and the walls fall,
0: sure, which I think is insane right you it's know, absolutely nuts. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense right uh and it's not it's not saying like oh, the writers of the Bible like staged this so and <laughs> people go into Jericho and stage a coup and place bombs and uh, like that's even more insane. Than <laughs> what you're saying, you know, because we have evidence of that. But whatever. Um, I think I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it it shows the sense of like if we trust in the Lord, good things happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it it shows that it is wise to trust the Lord.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Jericho was a mighty city, if I'm not correct. Mm-hmm. If I if I'm correct, yeah. Um, Jericho Jericho was a mighty city. Which is why it probably wasn't smart or wise for them to just head on just attack 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 right um but what seemed foolish to man God made wise mm-hmm. yeah. he
1: used to his glory yeah so a, a second one that i'm I'm interested in talking about uh is specifically with regards to evangelism sure uh or or sharing god's word sure so you you can see this in the old testament uh to to and yeah I'd say this uh, this applies to the story of Jonah. Jonah is told to bring God's words of judgment to the Ninevites right and the Ninevites aren't good people
0: right uh the scripture says that it was a town of bloodthirsty people mm-hmm. that it was a town of really really bad dudes mm mm-hmm. Um, That is the Sean version of the Bible. But um, <laughs> I, it is paraphrased, but it's also true. It's, mm-hmm. it's the sense of that these guys were A1 bad guys. Mm-hmm. Like
1: So this is like, yeah. like, so imagine like gangs in Brooklyn. Imagine just walking in there and says, hey, God says you need to stop or bad stuff's going to happen.
0: Yeah, it, it's really going to the place that you would be the least comfortable going to. Mm-hmm. Where it's uh, like, I where, am most likely going to die yeah, here. Where these guys are like, not happy with your kind of people, Mm -hmm. whoever you are listening to find, find that headspace in your mind. And that's the place that God's trying to send you to, to go up to them and say, Hey, um, I just want you to know that God cares about you and wants you to stop what you're doing or else he's going to destroy you.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make sense. It's not, it's not a great plan by my standards. Right. You know, um, but, but that's what God wanted Jonah to do. Mm-hmm. So Jonah does the only rational, quote unquote, <laughs> thing, you know, yep. that he can think of, and he's like, "I'm beating it. <coughs> I'm getting out of here. I'm gonna go to Tarshish, or is that where he was trying to go? Tarshish, yes. Which is pretty much like Beach City, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like I think I read that it was a pretty like paradise-y kind of place. Oh, nice." Uh, so...
1: So that's like running away to Jamaica. Yeah! It's like, no, God, I don't want to go to the Middle East, I want to go to Jamaica.
0: We might be just talking out of our butt in this, but, like... (laughs) But we do know that he was trying to go to Tarshish instead, which is the exact opposite way of, Mm -hmm. um, Nineveh. So, we see him do that, which is probably the the most rational thing I've seen, uh, I can think of, Mm -hmm. like, worldly. It's like, okay, um... Somebody's telling me to go to this place where everybody hates me and I'm
1: probably gonna die. And I'm
0: supposed to correct them, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. on how they're living life. So, um, no, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go this way. Yeah, it's like it's bad, mm-hmm. it's, it's just bad, it's scary. And I completely understand where Jonah comes from in this, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we sometimes overlook that when we hear the story of Jonah, we say oh, what a punk, like, he (laughs) don't believe in the Lord, whatever, but, like, I know when I was trying to talk to people about Jesus at at school, you know, and Ramsey comes up to me and goes, hey, uh, you should talk to that guy in the hat, and I go, okay, (laughs) you know, shaking in my little booties, you know, but, like, we sit there and we we say, oh, yeah, Jenna was a punk, and then we do that, and we start walking by, and we see him, like, we see somebody put headphones in and we say, well, Gus can't talk to that guy now. <laughs> you know, It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So what happens oh, man. Uh, with the rest of Jonah?
1: So uh, I think people are probably, I mean, Christian or not, they're probably familiar with the narrative Jonah.
0: Yeah, he got swallowed by a big fish. Yes. <laughs> and then spat out in Nineveh <laughs> by the fish. But, um, yeah, so he gets taken in Nineveh. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So what happens in Nineveh?
1: So, he submits to God. He goes and he tells Nineveh, hey, you need to repent.
0: Does Jonah get murdered by the Ninevites? He doesn't. As far as we know. (laughs) Well, he doesn't. As far as scripture speaks. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, as far as scripture says, no, he goes there, he proclaims the gospel and tells them, well, not the gospel that we know of, but, like, talks about the Lord. Mm -hmm. And... Tells them everything that God wanted them to know. Right. And they repent and are saved. hmm Which is so good. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's the goodest thing that could happen mm-hmm. in that situation. And, like, we sit here and we say, like, okay, that's great, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But it sounds insane for us to think. Once again, putting ourselves in this sh- in this uh in this story, mm-hmm. saying like, okay, I'm supposed to go talk to these bad guys that really don't like me, Would probably murder me, tell them that God wants them to stop what they're doing and repent and like just go hard at repenting.
2: Mm.
0: Also, like, you know, I'm not doing that, <laughs> you know? And then I go there and I I do that and I, I witness like God's beautiful plan work together like magic. Just spreads like butter, you know? And and we see that and looking back on it, this is how we get that wisdom. This is how we say, like, it was really wise to follow God's plan, even though it seemed absolutely insane. Right. Yeah. You know?
1: And I, I wanna throw something in here. Throw it.
0: Even like a if Frisbee.
1: Even if Jonah had been murdered in Nineveh, sure, that doesn't mean he would have been wrong to follow God
0: absolutely. It would have meant that he was a martyr, right you know i think I think it seems insane sometimes to think of that, but that just pushes us further into um into scripture, where we see the first martyr stephen right
1: i I don't know, you know I'll know believe you stephen?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Stephen was the guy that was in acts he was preaching, and people stoned him to death and we see um what what it says in scripture is that the heavens opened up, and we could see Jesus standing at the side of the Lord in approval of that and it's like the first martyr mm-hmm. happened uh because which martyrdom is something wise you know i'm it's, not saying I'm not saying everybody go get go be a martyr I'm not saying that' like <laughs> I'm saying that it was wise for Stephen to do what he did.
1: Yeah, he was following God. Absolutely. He was being obedient.
0: And so, uh, we see obedience is rewarded, mm. which is wisdom. Um, uh,
1: and in the New Testament, I mean, a a parallel to, to following God's words into un- uncomfortable places, uh, we see the Great Commission... Uh, so in Matthew 28:18 to 20 uh, again ESV um, and Jesus came and said to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold I am with you always to the end of the age uh which nations does he say Sean
0: uh just the United States oh okay <laughs> just good. he says all nations right yeah uh and
1: I've, I've heard the idea put forth that like you know going into closed countries that's that's just dumb like why would we want to go and preach to people that they're already set in their culture they're already comfortable being like muslim or whatever and uh i mean it's dangerous and it's it's bothersome you're just gonna get on their nerves and
0: yeah and what do you reply to them uh, Jesus told me to do it, so I'm gonna get. Go you know? <laughs> no, but I mean, realistically, that's what it says. Is like the Lord has told me to do this.
1: Yeah, I mean, we yeah. we are called. I mean, whether we're the goers or the senders, we're called to evangelize to all nations, right. including the ones that are hostile, including the ones that might try to kill us, absolutely, including the ones that people get really annoyed no, at us. Do,
0: that does not mean that we should be stupid about the way that we do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that is the opposite of wisdom. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Foolishness is the opposite of wisdom.
1: Right. So when you so, go into those closed countries, you don't go and, and just shout in the streets, hey, I'm doing evangelism for Jesus.
0: Yeah. it It's a lot of relationship building. Right. Um, at least that's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it also comes down to a point of... We we have to be wise about what we are called to do as well, mm-hmm. um, and you kind of hit on it, but I want to I want to be very clear about it. Is that not everybody is called to be a missionary, right? Um, in the traditional sense of it, mm-hmm. um, we are all called to be missionaries in whatever field we are in. Yes, but we are not all called to be missionaries in the sense of I'm going to Honduras. Honduras. I don't know is Honduras
1: like a big mission place? I don't
0: know. <laughs> um, you know what is is. That that's one of the bigger places to go, you know. So when we look at all of this we have to say, like is it is it my place have I been called by the Lord to go to this place? Gotcha. Or is it have I been called to be here, send people there mm-hmm. if, and talk to my coworkers about the Lord? Build relationships with people here so that they can know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because as much as we like to, like, toss around the idea that the United States is, like, a Christian country, like, Christians lo- Christians love to say that. Oh, the United States is Christian, you know? Nope. It's not. Um, there are a lot of, like, fake Christians in the United States. There's also a lot of uh, Non-Christians. non-Christians in the United States. Right.
1: The United States is a country. It's not a Christian country. It's exactly. just a country.
0: So we look at that, and we, we have to say, like, Yes, there is need here. There is also need other places. Mm-hmm. Where do I best fit in God's plan? Mm-hmm. Not where does God best fit in my plan? Where Where do I best fit in His? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think that's wise. Mm-hmm. It's wisdom. Yeah, you guys are getting the wisdom straight off the mountaintop today. <laughs> but, um. Yeah. So, I I think that's that's huge is understanding our role in this. Mm-hmm. But, um. Quick, quick little recap of what we've talked about so far. What is wisdom?
1: So wisdom begins with the knowledge of God. It's the application of knowledge. Uh, the application of godly knowledge.
0: Sure. Where do we get wisdom? The Bible and God. <laughs> That's great. Sunday school answers are great. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah, right. <laughs> no, they are right. <laughs> um, and then we just talked about how to apply that kind of wisdom mm-hmm.
1: so and w- one one other application i'd like to touch on that's okay. big um uh so first corinthians 1 uh, 18 through 19 and and i had said at the beginning we've been going through first Corinthians. well we being me and Carly and the the congregation the, the church i'm a part of oh what uh, church is that 1 Corinthians one eighteen through 19, uh, ESV, it says, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Uh, really what it comes down to, I mean, there are a lot of people that aren't believers. They look at Christianity and they say, that that's ridiculous, that's foolish. And the Bible says, yes, they're going to say that's ridiculous and that's foolish. Absolutely. So we shouldn't be surprised that people put down Christianity for being intellectually inferior or whatever.
0: Sure. I completely agree. I think I think a lot of times we, we get scared of what other people are going to think of us. Right. Um, to be fair, Christianity has never been about that. Right. Christianity has never been like the quote-unquote cool guys religion. Right. You know, cool guys are Christians, you know? Like... That's that's not how it was at the beginning, right? <laughs> it's really not how it's going to be until the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, so, then at that point, I think it's going to be the only people are <laughs> Christian, but um, <laughs> yo, uh, rapture jokes. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, we co- we come down to it, and we say like, I'm really worried that this guy's going to think I'm really weird for trying to talk to them about. Like God mm-hmm. or, or whatever, um, which is which is stuff that I've thought about. Oh, me I, too. When I used to do evangelism on campus and stuff um, at the West Virginia <laughs> University, but um, sorry, I'm touching you. <laughs> uh, but when we when we think about it, it's actually something that's really respectable, and a lot of people won't won't think that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it is something respectable that when we think intellectually if you care about something and it's the best thing that has ever happened to you, Mm -hmm. why would you not share about it? Right. Which is exactly how the church boomed in Acts Mm is it was something that so massively affected every single person in that and their churches Mm -hmm. quote unquote um, because they're much different than (laughs) what we have as churches today. Uh, when it when it massively affects every single person in their congregation they can't help but talk about it mm-hmm. and their daily life to everyone they know
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's why Christianity is spread but um that's kind of a side note yeah so wisdom do you
1: have more of uh- I mean, really, it just comes down to follow God. If, if you aren't following God, if you aren't reading scripture, you're not getting wisdom. Right. Don't care who you're reading. I don't care if you're reading, uh, I don't know, who are big philosophers. C.S. Lewis. Sure, I don't care yeah. if you're reading spiritual stuff. Yeah. If you're not reading the Bible, then you're just not getting
0: wisdom. That's what I'm saying. I, I could read as much C.S. Lewis as I feel is necessary. I say, I say C.S. Lewis because, not, not to drag him down, I think he's actually really good. Yeah. But he's a very popular... Um, theologian mm-hmm. among the people that we know. But, um, you could say the same thing as uh, G.K. Chesterton. Mm-hmm. Um, you could say the philosopher, not the spiritual man, Joel Osteen. Um, <laughs> you could say... Uh, I mean,
1: some of the more popular atheists today, there's yeah, Richard Dawkins, Dawkins? Uh, what is it, Christopher Hitchens? I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but, you, you could read as much philosophy, you could, you know, read old school philosophy, you could... Read Plato for all I care. Plato,
1: Aristotle, yeah. Descartes—I don't know.
0: You know, whoever you're reading, whatever you're meditating on, you could do as much of that as you want. If you're not reading scripture, you're not getting wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's a lot of stuff that sounds like scripture that just isn't.
1: <laughs> there yeah. was a uh, oh my gosh, there was a just some random online quiz I saw. It was years ago. But basically, it was, can you tell the difference between Scripture and a John Mayer song?
0: Oh, my (laughs) goodness. Which, like I said, a lot of stuff sounds like Scripture. Right. Yeah. But it isn't. Mm -hmm. So we need to be going to the source. Right. Don't just blindly believe whatever a pastor is saying in front of you. Mm -hmm. I say that um, as somebody that goes to a church where I really love our pastor. Mm -hmm. But I'm still making sure that what he's saying lining up with what's in the book. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, there have been times where I've gone to churches that did not say that and then I had that revealed to me that they just weren't teaching scripture. They were saying a phrase of scripture and then just going on talking points that semi aligned with it.
2: Mm.
0: And that's saddening, you know? So what's wise to do in that situation, yeah. I, I think it's wise to leave that church mm-hmm. and, or to bring that up. Right. You know? Um, maybe both. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, that's, that's what I've got as far as our topic on wisdom this week. Do you have anything else? Uh,
1: nothing else. Uh, guys, if you have anything that you want to talk about, uh, want us to talk about, Uh, whether it's comments on what we were just talking about with wisdom. I mean, you could say, hey, you guys are stupid. I think I'm real wise. I've been reading all sorts of books. I've majored in philosophy. Sure, we want to hear from you. Like We are very interested in having someone dissect our viewpoint. Absolutely. Um, We'll share it on the podcast. We're interested in that kind of stuff. We don't care if you agree or disagree.
0: With that being said, if we do share it on the podcast, we're probably going to try to refute it or something. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm not just giving you a free, like, platform. here's here's our platform that you can speak on. Um, If if we disagree with you, we're probably going to let people know we disagree with you. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) it's cool, whatever. Um, Other than that, uh, Josh, where can they send those kinds of thoughts or uh, questions or information they want us to know? Or random dad jokes.
1: So there, there's this thing that's it, it's been around a little bit. Um, I, th- I think it's e mail. Oh, email. email. Yeah. Um. So we got one of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is it? It's Mountain at gmail.com. Wonderful.
0: Uh, Andy Flanagan, if you are listening, please send me all those emails you were talking to me about sending. Because oh I'd boy, love to see them, but. Uh, Other than that, uh, I guess that concludes the second inaugural episode of... (laughs) Inaugural? (laughs) Yes, the second inaugural episode. (laughs) Okay. So, once again, that concludes the second inaugural episode of... Mountain Mountain Wisdom. Wisdom! Thanks, guys. Yeah, much love.